Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides. Trapping in the van up with your bitches side. Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife. But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time. Had to hustle and rob, they ain't leave me a choice. This can't be life, Jay-Z and Bean's voice. Never had a nine to five, I ain't believing that. So the block is where I decided I'm eating that. The staircase is where the fiends used to meet me at. Police searching me, looking for work, but I was cheeking that. Was on that block every night, getting to that bag. Wanted that Coogee and Versace shit Biggie had. Cooking that cocaine till it turned hard. I'm living in hell, still believing in God. I got faith like I'm Frank White. Seeds don't want that work if it ain't right. Niggas don't want you coming up if they ain't eating. The block jumping, I'm out here. I ain't leaving. I'm popping. I ain't one of these lame niggas. Me and Carmelo Anthony fucking the same stripper. Going hand in hand is what made me a boss. I know how to bounce back after taking the loss. See tough guys turning the bitches in court. Judge made them realize they ain't as tough as they thought. Bodies done dropped for this money I got. I earned these diamonds that I got in my watch. I earned these diamonds that I got in my chain. I treated myself for putting in all of that pain. I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides. Trapping in the band up with your bitches side. Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife. But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time. I just wanna open this up, telling y'all I'm opening up. I wanna be able to smell it before I open it up. That shit ain't potent enough, I be plotting low in the cut. Looking at the TV like that's supposed to be us But who am I to blame? I'm still a student of the game I maneuver without the rain and bump my shooters when I aim Yeah, I need a bitch that's a down one When them pounds come, make this out of town run Don't lead till your round's done Time to time I still chop it up with the old heads They told me how most niggas snitch when you go fast Told me to switch the hustle to flow dead My brother Pop died and flow dead You ain't quote dead Sometimes I still wish I had a brick for the coke heads Pull up with a mountain of snow and tell them go sled Remember Halloween's back when we used to throw eggs yeah. Stealing mopeds, gave a fuck what the Pope said fuck. Nigga, which one you happen to pick? Judged by 12 or carried by 6 Granddad said be careful with the drugs Don't let them defeat you I said I don't do the drugs I just tell them the people He told me it's cold love when you going up Couple niggas come through and see how you holding up Pictures on your cell wall that you was holding up Give it some time, them packages and them bitches start flowing up I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides. Trapping in the band up with your bitches side. Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife. But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time.
Friday to Open Forum Fridays with Jonah Bay from 10 a.m. to noon on Evolution Radio. You're listening to the new Evolution Radio Network. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. Another picture. Look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet and his and her culture laced with gold, laced with silver and precious stones. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. Somehow we have bought into a shoebox full of fallacies, and one of them is that it's all right to be poor. Whenever you see people prospering, always rejoice and bless them in your heart. Always do that. And you see, you magnetize yourself for that good when you bless other people. But you know, if you have a jealous spirit, oh, look at that. Why should they have that when I've got so little? Yeah, because you, you work, you operate your mouth against yourself. That's why. There's a verse of scripture also said, that says, Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. You know, the mouth can be a dangerous thing until you learn how to operate it positively. <laughs> Some people are like a prosecuting attorney against themselves. Every time you think of something good, you talk yourself out of it. Yeah, but I know, I just know I, I sure wish. No, but I can't. But oh, I sh- Lord, I sure wish. Thou art ensnared by the words of thy mouth. Don't do that. That, that stems from your grand perennial roots and, and my perennial roots. <laughs> remarks that I heard so persistently was that all I want is just enough to get by. And then the one that my generation used was, how's it going, man? I made it. I made it. Now, that's another thing, and I want to warn you about this. You know, a lot of people are good at visualizing things for other people. Yeah, that's for Rockefeller. (laughs) That's for those rich people. You'll pass by those mansions in Bel Air and Beverly Hills that look at this where the rich people live. Look, look at that. That's for them. And you're really telling yourself, well, that's for them. I see them with it. But I don't see myself with it. Making what? 
the standstill syndrome of hold on has been the banner of black America since we were imprisoned in this country and culture. Survival was of the utmost importance. Just to live through was the theme of survival for the captured Africa. Okay. If you can see it for other people, why can't you see it for yourself? I taught people to do this. Here's a little testing. That whenever you see people being, doing, and having good, always be glad for them. Always rejoice for them. And, you know, say good things about them in your mind. I said, look at that old rich so-and-so. The Bible says, curse not the rich. Reverend Ike says, if you curse the rich, you'll never be one of us. <laughs> <laughs> it became a fixed mechanism in the pseudo-culture that the African was developing in this, quote, foreign land, unquote. How to survive, the need to survive, the whole syndrome of survival is a slave mentality syndrome. I remember some years ago, I uh, drove up to our place up in the mountains in, in Monterey overlooking the, the ocean, and my custodian at that time was a very fine gentleman who met me outside, and he saw that brand new mink, silver, gray, and blue Rolls Royce Corniche. And he said to me, he says, oh, Reverend Ike, he said, I saw this car in my visualization the other day. I say, yeah, but you made one mistake. You didn't see yourself with it. <laughs> so I got it. Prosperity is the correct concept for the African, where most of the wealth of the planet has been drawn from. Most of the gold, most of the silver, most of the diamonds, ruby, emeralds, pearls, Africa, that says the land from which we adhere is a rich land, a land flowing with milk and honey, that God's so-called chosen were sent to that land as a promised land. And when you decide it, you've got to do what? Believe it. Another picture. Look at the so-called Egyptian, the African of Kemet, and his and her culture. Laced with gold. Laced with silver and precious stone. The point I'm making is that you're from a rich culture, a rich past. It's back here. The idea to be rich, to be prosperous, to be well-to-do. Okay? The illusion of poverty is just that. It is an illusion. In this teaching, that would indicate, yes, law. Meaning that you have an affirmative attitude toward the law which works. 
bring you to the demonstration of the good that you believe. In this cycle, we are in a high dispensation that includes wealth. You're supposed to get back something. Surely, God is able. Say that. Say it again. The third time. And I like to make it so very personal and say it this way. Surely God in me is able. Say it again. Spiritual prosperity includes material prosperity. It includes mental prosperity. It doesn't exclude anything. The masters who presented themselves to a given people renounced material materiality because they were demonstrating spirituality. They didn't need to harness and stack up anything. They could have anything they wanted when they wanted it. When you believe, nothing is impossible. So you got to believe. That's real prosperity consciousness. To have what you need and want when you need it and when you want it. It is not having a large bank account. Because the bank owner might go off with your money. <laughs> In your consciousness, that's where prosperity is. See it! Let's hear it! This deals with visualization. We're not listening to whom we're supposed to be listening to. We're listening to the things that worry and trouble us. The things that confuse us occupy much of our minds. There's an answer for every question. There's a solution to every problem. Where is it? Inside. It is important that you learn how to work in the theater of your mind. And I want to leave that term with you. Say, the theater of my mind. There's no more God out here than there is in there. Now, I'm going to tell you something important because, see, somehow we don't think we're supposed to get rich unless we work and save our money. And that's a practical, good way to do so. And, and I'm not going to knock that. You know, you know it, 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 as much as I dislike eight hours a day, <laughs> it, it's practical and it's significant and it gives a, a sense of purpose and direction. Wealth is given. It is not earned. I now enter into the theater of my mind and look upon the stage of my imagination. And you've got it set there. And, you, and then I will say, I see myself. And then you describe yourself as you wish to be. So repeat this after me. I now look upon, I now enter the theater of my mind. 
and look upon the stage of my imagination. And I see myself as I wish to be. While we sit here, somebody's getting rich. And I want you to think about that instead about somebody tricking you out of your check. Money is an idea. How many ideas can you contain? What is it that brings you your good? Oh, there I am. Look how healthy I am. Look how happy I am. Listen to the way I'm laughing. I'm just the exact weight that I want to be. Look at that. My dimensions are as I would have them to be. Just look at me. And look at all that money around. What are you passionate about? What is it that you really love with all your feelings? Can you transfer that to money? Yes, you can, if you want to. So learn how to see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Enter the theater of your mind. Look upon the stage of your imagination and see yourself. And it's important that you see yourself being, doing, and having the good that you desire. Systematically, this man kept trying to destroy everything that something was giving him. He was doing it to himself, not the white boy. He was doing it to himself. Very good. The power of the word, spoken word. And we need to control that power. Huh? If we take words and throw them like daggers, they get results. Yes, you got to see it. You remember Flip Wilson, the comic, who used to say, what you see is what you get. That's true. And the man who said to me, well, Reverend, I saw this Rolls Royce Carnation in my visualization. He made the mistake. He didn't see himself with it. So, also when you see people with good, always say also, and when you pass those fine homes, fine cars, people are looking good, say, that's for me. Let me hear you say it. That's for me. Say it again. That's for me. See, bless it, bless them, and say, that's for me. That means that you include yourself in that idea of good. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education, 
and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education into, with, and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man a hundred years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he, has, he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind, make, up, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, He'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. We are vibrational beings. You know, we're not just flesh and blood. You know, uh, if you put anything under a microscope, an intense microscope, you're going to ultimately see that everything is vibration. And, in, and as the scientists are not telling us, there's information there, but it's not solid, it's always moving. So we're vibrational beings. And when we lift our vibration to what we want to experience, it happens first on a vibratory level, and then it shows up and manifests in our life. So uh, people who are holding on to rancor, animosity, mm -hmm. they're slowing down their vibration. Okay. Another way of saying is you cannot have what you're not willing to become vibrationally. Ah. If you do get it, you'll lose it. Ah. You see, this is why people, they'll win the lottery, they, <laughs> they lose everything, yes. or they'll finally get the person they think they Absolutely. want to be with. They can't keep, the, can't keep the relationship, or they'll get a modicum of success but can't hold on to it, because inside, they weren't vibrationally aligned. They really hadn't become it. So you can temporarily manipulate and get things, but to have it completely, you have to lift your vibration and, and become that in, in, in vibration. You're not really attracting things to you, you're really radiating. Ah, It's really a radiation. I can cry right now. It's like if I become the vibrational frequency of love, harmony, peace, and I'm radiating that. That's the key. It's going to show up in my life. That's the key. Yeah. That's the word. You're not attracting it. You have to be it and radiate it and then it, it comes, it is drawn to you right. and you to it. Yeah. You have to like yourself when you're by yourself. Yeah. You have to like yourself. I mean, when you're, when you're by yourself, you have to look at those thoughts, the beautiful thoughts, the crazy thoughts. Mm -hmm. You have to embrace yourself. You have to forgive yourself. You have to love yourself. 
And when you can fall in love with yourself and like yourself when you're by yourself, now you can be with others. But if you don't like yourself when you're by yourself, then you're pulling on others to make you happy. Is it possible to life vision when you're at the bottom? Not only is it possible, that's probably the best time to do it. When circumstances and situations are pressing in upon us, the only way we can overcome them is to go within. To actually begin to ask very empowering questions with the awareness that this universal presence and its law will answer any question that you ask. So if you're in a situation that uh, is pressing on you and you ask, what's trying to emerge in my life? What is my gift to share? Mm. What is my purpose? Why am I here on the planet? Not just how can I pay my rent, not just how can I stop the pain. You ask empowering questions, the universe will answer these questions in a language and in a way that you can understand. There'll be inner prompting, there'll be intuitive hits, nudges, signs, symbols, dreams. It'll come in the language of the, own, the, the individual soul and heart. The difficulty is that when people are in tough situations, they ask disempowering questions. Whoa. They say, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. Who's to blame? Yeah. Why, Why me? me? Yes. Those are the disempowering questions. So the universe will answer those too. It'll pull on the database of human experience and say, you were born on the wrong side of the tracks, or you were born on the right side of the tracks, or you, this happened or that happened. It'll give you a, a, a bevy of excuses. But if you ask an empowering question, you'll get an answer to rise above the muck. So it's all about the question, the sincerity of the question, and then the ability and the willingness to, to really listen, to really be available. That, that's where the juice is. And that is available to every human being. Whether an individual is in prison, whether an individual is imprisoned by circumstance, imprisoned in their own mind about an event that happened in their past, it doesn't matter. Once you ask with sincerity, the universe will answer. That's, that's the way it operates. You know, it goes back to asking the question. Yeah. And it, but it also goes back to understanding that the presence of God has never made a mistake, yeah. doesn't do do-overs, and doesn't repeat itself. Therefore, each of us are unique expressions of the infinite. The way the infinite gets to express its infinite nature is through its uniqueness. Yeah. Therefore, I have a mandate to discover myself, find out who and what I am, what my purpose is, and to express it. And that, and that idea within us yeah. is infinite and is always unfolding. So it's not a one and done. It's not, I've arrived. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm always on a journey of unfolding. You grow where it, you're planted. You grow where you're planted. And, and then you ask, what's trying to emerge? What's trying to unfold? And you'll start to get hints. You start to take baby steps walking in that direction. And as you take baby steps, inertia becomes momentum. Mm -hmm. And then possibilities start to reveal themselves. Potential starts to be activated. And, and you find yourself, as you look back, wow, I'm changed. I'm different. Yeah. When did that happen? You have to be in alignment with it. You have to have a level of practice. You have to give up your resistance to the circumstance. In other words, you're, it's, you're not arguing and resisting the with the circumstance. Yeah. I know this person said, I prayed. I did that. God <laughs> hadn't answered me yet. Yeah. This is the deal. God is always answering. Yes. But are we receiving? 
Are we listening? Are we available? Yeah. So prayer, meditation, life visioning, it attunes us to become in alignment yeah. with that vibration. So we actually can hear it. We can actually feel it and then move in that direction. Many people, uh, if their prayers would be answered, they couldn't even receive it. They're not, they're not vibrationally ready. Victim consciousness is where many people live. Yeah. Somebody did it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is because he just make, you know, my ex-boyfriend, my boss. The world isn't fair. The world isn't fair. They're doing it to me. The reason why I'm not happy is somebody else's fault. Mm -hmm. God did it to me. The devil did it to me. My astrological sign did it to me. The numbers did it my to mother. me. My mother. My karma. Yeah. Okay. That's the victim stage. Every victim has a victim story. You ask somebody, a victim, what's going on, they'll give you a list of complaints about what's wrong and who did it. Fannie Lou Hamer once said, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, something happens and you start to open up to a possibility that maybe, maybe I'm in my own way. Maybe there's something more than, than what meets the eye. You're gonna need something that is not within your little mind and your little perception. And that's where prayer comes in. That's where meditation comes in. That's where life visioning comes in. So if you just said, help, I'm open. I'm available to something new. Now you're on your way. Yeah. Help yeah. is a prayer. Help, help is a prayer. Yeah. I, I say, when I use the word help, I say, hello, eternal loving presence. That's what help means to me. Yeah. Hello, eternal, eternal loving. loving presence. Wow, that's a good one. Back in the day when the Bodhi tree existed and a book fell off the shelf. Just, I walked in and the book just slammed on the floor off the shelf and it was exactly what I needed to read at that time. And so I learned about manifestation. I learned about the second stage, which is how to manifest, which is establishing intention, beginning to see visually the kind of life you want to uh, live, beginning to have conversation about that kind of life. I tell people you have to talk about it more than you talk about your problems. Because at the end of the day, if you're complaining more than you're talking about your vision, yeah. then you're in inertia. So this is a shift that takes place where you're actually talking about the possibilities mm -hmm. more than you're talking about your issues. Yeah. You don't deny the issues. Bad things have happened to people. You're not denying that those things have happened. But it's the energy that you give to it. That yes. is a definite truth fact, if you start talking about somebody or you're engaged in a conversation where you're gossiping, before long you're spiraling down. Energy goes into those lower frequencies. Yep. Doubt, worry, fear, all, and now you're in, you're in that sediment. Mm -hmm. You're in that dynamic. Mm -hmm. But if you start talking about possibility, even, even if you don't know how to get there, then your energy starts to go up. Mm -hmm. You know, what if you ask a what if question? You know, what if, what if all my needs were met? What would I be doing in my life? What if everything is really working together for my good? What if all the bad things that have happened in my life are leading me to activating some great potential in my, in my experience? Mm -hmm. What if God really is on my side? Yeah. You know, you ask a what if question and you start to notice little tiny miracles happening in your life. Mm -hmm. Things start to manifest. You don't know how they got there. The, the primary dark night of the soul is when you're losing your identification yeah. with your previous identity, but you don't yet have an identification with what's new emerging. You're mm -hmm. in That's good. the dark. That's good. You don't know. 
you, you, you knew this is who you used to be. Yeah. But you're not that anymore. But who you're becoming, you're not that either. So it's dark. It's really, and sometimes it's excruciating. Sometimes it's a lot of fear, a lot of disconnect. And I, I, I tell people that when you're going through that, mm -hmm. tell them to ask this question. If this experience were to last forever, what quality would have to emerge for me to have peace of mind? Ooh. So if you ask that question, and you say, oh, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, this, if this particular experience was, was gonna last forever, I would need, I would need some strength, I would need some, some peace, I would need a little bit more, you know, name whatever quality. And what happens is, when your attention starts focusing on that quality, rather than resisting the dark night, then the process is speeded up. And your identification, you move through it, you move it through it faster. Yeah. Pain pushes until the vision pulls. So life is progressive, and it's pushing you yeah. until you get pulled by a larger vision. So once you have a vision that you can articulate, okay. So pain pushes you. So it get it's hard. It's harder. It's harder. It's harder. And it's trying to force you into having a vision, a vision yes. that's bigger than than, than the, the pain. pain. And that's a principle. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Potential is always bigger than the problem. Your potential is infinite and is always bigger than whatever problem you're going through. You begin to have a, a, a vision about the possibility. Mm -hmm. You start to be pulled by it. And then once you really sincerely embrace it yeah. and your life begins to be, okay, when I wake up this morning, I'm going to walk in the direction of my purpose. I'm going to walk in the direction of my vision. I'm going to walk in the direction of that possibility and the potential yes. instead of allowing myself to go, oh, woe is me, or I can't believe, or that. Right. I'm going to walk in the... The cosmic yeah. two-by-four doesn't need to hit you as much. Wow. You're pulled. You're being pulled more by joy, and it's like... I'm being pulled by some, something. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. Of course. Of course. We don't, we don't, we're not praying to live a challenge-free life. We're praying that the challenges that come activate latent potential. Understanding that pain pushes until vision pulls. Ask what-if questions. Yes. Begin to see, visualize the kind of life you want to live. Mm -hmm. Begin to talk about it. Begin to write it down. Begin to dream about it. And then what I, what I teach is... You talk about it. doesn't mean you talk to everybody because everyone is not trustworthy. That's right. You talk to selected friends. About it. About it. You talk to it. Uh -huh. You actually talk to the vision. Talk to the possibility. Talk to love. You talk to peace. You talk to prosperity. I see you everywhere. I see you prosperity in the lawn. I see you abundance on the, in the grain of the sand. I see you everywhere. Mm -hmm. You talk to it. And then after a while... You're talking from it. Yeah, 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 straight G shit. Uh huh, straight G shit. Welcome to the hood, nigga. The hoods I come from, uh huh. Fuck with me, dipset. 
Shoot him up, bang, bang, nigga, we'll do anything to get the cake. So my first drugs in front of 1768. Look around, fiends putting Skrilla in his hand. Selling hope to the desperate, had me feeling like a man. And my pops, shit, he ain't want me in the trap. But what the fuck could he do? He had a monkey on his back. And my poor, poor mama, yeah, Miss Ruby, God bless her soul. Cause I'd have made them tears roll down her eyes. Being the gangster wasn't in her plans. No mommy, what you expect is take a man to rake a man. And you praying to Jesus. Ma, he can't move mountains nope. Rip back the living room, need new that's couches why. That's why I'm out here, day and night, night uh-huh. and day I know I got a price uh-huh. to pay, but fuck it, that's my life So hey, hey. I'm from a block where you be dead for respect yep. Little niggas picking up they flag, rapping they set OG's home through jail, extorting these rappers what? Gangsters in Hollywood, selling coke to the actors And me, I'm still in it, trying to make a meal in it Shit, pissing me off, but I'm forced to deal with it Hey, and my niggas in jail don't think shit's well for me the way shit looking, they might have a cell for me And these niggas thinking this pressure gonna break me But now I'm going to g and just see where life takes me My life Growing up I had to go through hell Go through hell I had to worry about surviving in the hood That's right You looking at me thinking shit is all good Uh-uh You never know how I made it through I made it That's right I gotta make it I gotta make it Up the block was the pimps, down the block was the whores Round the corner was the weed, down the block was the raw They always used to say that young chick was got shit Until that girl started giving niggas that shit The life of a sick of kids, sticking up liquor stores Till he turned into a wino, hanging around liquor stores Man, this shit a war, I know you've seen this before Bitch on crack, maybe running around with pissy drawers She the baby mother of a nigga locked up Wondering why she ain't wrote him Cause she out here smoking she ain't taking care of his son, that's number, that's one. number one And he's dressed and just got charged with another gun I know niggas that's on the run And niggas in they cell looking at the XXL Like I was just with Rel He be in the yard with the gangsters and blood He ain't have too many fights, but I knew he was tough He used to say he was gonna go home, get in the game, live it up And when he walk out to jail, can't go and pick him up He did. God damn, that shit really happened I guess gangsters, they can make it really rapid I'm here for a reason, don't ever Dispute that. If a nigga ever shot at me, I shot back, me shoot back. My presence is felt, don't stick around for nothing. A stand up nigga who won't sit down for nothing. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. All right, all right, all right. What's happening? What's happening? Peace to the gods. This is Open Forum Friday with Jonah Bay. I'm the sit-in host, Joey Bounce L. Bay. Welcome to the show. Call-in number is 347-989-0194. If you want to get in, ask a question or comment, push one. This will be your time to get in and reserve your side of the seat. Um, and we're gonna um, we're gonna go in today. It's Open Forum Friday. Y'all know we talk about whatever Open Forum Friday. and my high goals. Uh, real quick, man, I want to make sure, man, that I um, send an announcement, man. Y'all make sure that y'all send some love to the brother Jonah, man, and make sure that y'all continue to do commerce with the brother. He's been ill. Uh, that's why he hasn't been on. Uh, unfortunately, he did catch coronavirus, and he's better. 
and is ready to resume, he'll be back around. Um, so I'm going to hold it down for him. Y'all make sure y'all send him some love, man. Put some prayers up for the brother. You know, throw something on your altar for him, whatever you do. All right? And we're going to keep it going, all right? Much uh, success and uh, speedy recovery to you, my brother. All right. So let's get into it today. Up before Friday. Now, I want to, um, you know, in the spirit of how things are done, uh, I got I got to give y'all a, a very short lesson this morning, um, and you know this is this is really important in t- terms of what's going on right now. Yes, nigga, Jonah has the virus. It's not fake, okay? And if he could come tell you for himself right now, he would come and tell you for himself right now. <laughs> All right. Um, so in the spirit of of What's going on in the world I want to talk about a very relevant issue today As we always do And uh, give you some information Alright Now I'm going to read an article to y'all And we're going to talk about why this is important Alright Now This comes from BBC News Alright Now it says that China has ordered the closure Of the US consulate In the southwestern city of Chengdu in a tit-for-tat escalation between the two countries. China said the move was in response to the U.S. closing the consulate in Houston and accused the staff in Chengdu of meddling in its internal affairs. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the U.S. decision was taken because China was stealing intellectual property. Tensions have been rising between the U.S. and China over several key issues. President Donald Trump's administration has clashed repeatedly with Beijing over trade and the coronavirus pandemic, as well as China's imposition of a controversial new security law in Hong Kong. Now, on Friday, uh, Washington urged China to cease uh, these malign actions rather than engage in a tit-for-tat retaliation. So, the U.S.-China uh, battle behind the scenes, uh, China moved uh, came hours after Mike Pompeo hardened his tone further in a speech on Thursday at the library of former President Richard Nixon, whose 1972 uh, China uh, visit heralded a period of improved relations. So today, China is increasingly authoritarian at home and more aggressively in its hostility to freedom everywhere else, Mr. Mike Pompeo said, right? He says that the free world must triumph over this new tyranny. All right. Now, China has said that uh, China's foreign ministry said it was closing the U.S. consulate in Chengdu after the staff there interfered in China's internal affairs and endangered China's security and interests. During a news conference, ministry spokesman Wayne Winbin also said. Uh, the U.S. decision to close the consulate in Houston was based on a hodgepodge of anti-Chinese lies. He said Mr. Pompeo's announcement on Thursday was filled with ideological bias and a Cold War mentality. Pompeo made a speech in which he made a malicious attack on the Chinese Communist Party, Mr. Wang said, adding to this, China expressed strong indignation and uh, resolute opposition. The ministry earlier said that the closure of the U.S. consulate in Chengdu was a legitimate and necessary response to the actions taken by the U.S. 
the current situation between China and the United States is something China does not want to see, and the U.S. bears all the responsibility for that. China has given the U.S. until Monday to close the conflict in Chengdu, according to the editor of China's Global Times. Now, the mission established in 1985, now they call it the mission, right? The mission established in 1985, currently having more than 200 staff, 150 hired locally, is seen as strategically important because it allows the U.S. to gather information on the autonomous region of Tibet, where there has been a long-running pressure for independence. All right, now with this industry and growing services sector, uh, Shangdu also is seen by the U.S. as providing opportunities for exports of agricultural products, such as cars, machinery, and so all of the shit from China that comes over here. Um, now, Tuesday, the U.S. government ordered China to close the coffee in Houston, Texas, by Friday. Okay, so they responded over the weekend. Now, then the move came after unidentified individuals were filmed burning paper in bins in the building's courtyard. Mr. Pompeo accused China of stealing not just American intellectual property, but European intellectual property, too, cost hundreds of thousands of jobs. He says, we're setting out clear expectations for the Chinese Communist Party is going to behave, and when they don't, we're going to take actions. The Chinese consulate in Houston was one of the five in the U.S., along with the embassy of Washington, D.C. It was not clear why it was singled out. Now, China's foreign ministry spokeswoman said that the reasons given by the U.S. for closing the consulate were unbelievably ridiculous. Um, Hua Shaoying not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, urged the U.S. to reverse its erroneous decision or China would react with a firm countermeasure. Now, in a further U.S. move, four Chinese nationals have been charged with visa fraud for allegedly lying about their membership of China's armed forces. Three are under arrest while the FBI is seeking to arrest the fourth, who is said to be in China's San Francisco consulate. Now, there are a number of things at play. Uh, U.S. officials have blamed China for the global spread of COVID-19. More specifically, President Trump has alleged without evidence that the virus originated from a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan. And in unsubstantiated remarks, a Chinese foreign ministry spokeswoman, spokesman said in March that the U.S. military might have brought the virus to Wuhan. Now, the U.S. and China have been locked in a tariff war since 2018, a U.S.-China trade war in 300 words. Uh, Mr. Trump has long accused China of unfair trading practices and intellectual property theft. But in Beijing, there is a perception that the U.S. is trying to curb its rise as a global economic power. Now, the U.S. has also imposed sanctions on the Chinese politicians who says uh, it's responsible for human rights violations against Muslim minorities. Right? China is accused of mass detentions, religious persecution, and forced sterilization of people. Now, Beijing denies the allegations and has accused the U.S. of, quote, gross interference in domestic affairs. Now, China's imposition of a sweeping security law is also a source of tension with the U.S. and the U.K., which ruled the territory until 1997. In response to the U.S. last week, uh, revoked Hong Kong's special trading status 
which it allowed to avoid tariffs imposed on Chinese goods by the U.S. China's new law, uh, excuse me, the U.S. and the U.K. see the security law as a threat to the freedoms Hong Kong has enjoyed under a 1984 agreement between China and the U.K. before sovereignty reverted to Beijing. Now, the U.K. angered China by outlining a route to U.K. citizenship for nearly 3 million Hong Kong residents. China responded by threatening to stop recognizing the Taipo's British passport, you know, held by many of those visiting in Hong Kong. All right. So, if y'all didn't, um, if y'all didn't get the whole, the whole gist of this thing, all right, what has essentially occurred is that, and if you don't know, and I, I'm going to break it down for you, a consulate, right, depending upon where it's at, what its functions are, operates um, in multiple capacities, right? And, and one of those capacities that a consulate operates under is that of what's known as a mission, okay? Now, anytime... Uh, you go to a consulate, right? The consulate gives you some type of uh, diplomatic relief in the particular territory that you may be in, right? If something happens, you can go seek asylum, things of that nature. Okay. Now, um, let's just let's just get into it, right? And this is this is probably some of the most important shit that we can probably talk about, you know, especially when it comes down to. Things like uh, nationality, things of that nature, right? Okay. Now, the United States has the most diplomatic missions of any country in the world. Therefore, when I say diplomatic, I'm talking about diplomacy. We're talking about sovereignty. We're talking about the ability to go to another country, any country in the world, right, and establish a mission, a.k.a. a consulate, to do your duties, okay? Now, the United States told China, we're closing down your mission in Texas, right? Y'all, y'all can't do your duties in Texas, right? And then China turns around and says, well, okay, nigga, well, we close ours down in China, right? So, ain't no U.S. consulate in this part of China. Now, the United States has 169 of 193 member countries in the United Nations, okay? As well as what they call an observer state. Right, which is known as the Vatican City. That's where your Pope and all that shit is, right? Okay, and then they have non member countries such as Taiwan. Now you see why the birth certificate goes to Taiwan, right? And uh, Kosovo. Now, the United States maintains intersections, okay, and other state embassies, okay, uh, places like uh, Syria and Iran. Okay, now let me give you a little history, right? Morocco, in December of 1777, became the first nation state, right? Morocco, 
to seek diplomatic relations with the United States. And together they maintained the United States' longest unbroken treaty. This is the reason why we still call this place the United States, because it's a treaty. This is why niggas don't even know that they live in Morocco, a.k.a. the United States, because there's a treaty in place that lets these people essentially operate their diplomatic mission known as the United States. Okay, now, Benjamin Franklin established the first overseas mission of the United States in Paris in 1779. Now, before I continue, let me pull something up for y'all. So now, we'll give you, you know, let's give you our working definition. So we went over this um, about a week ago, right? But a diplomatic mission, or what's known as a foreign mission, okay? Or a foreign mission is a group of people from one state or an organization that are present in another state, okay, to represent. The sending state or organization Officially in the receiving state Now in practice The phrase diplomatic mission Usually denotes the resident mission Namely the embassy okay, Which is the main office of a country's diplomatic representatives To another country This is usually but not necessarily In the receiving state Capital city So when they got rid of uh, the consulate office, right, or their mission, right, it was in a capital city. Now, consulates, right, on the other hand, are smaller diplomatic missions, right? But they're normally located in major cities of the receiving state, but but they can be located in the capital, right? It just depends, okay? Now, usually when the sending country has no embassy, in the receiving state is normally when the, the smaller diplomatic mission known as the consulate will sit in that particular space, right? Now, as well as being a diplomatic mission to the country in which it is situated, it may also be a non-resident permanent mission. I'll say it again. A diplomatic mission, okay, can be called a non-resident Permanent mission to one Or more of the countries Thus the resident and non-resident Embassies Okay, So a country may have several Different types of diplomatic missions uh, One would be an embassy Which is a, a diplomatic mission generally Located in the capital city Another one is known as a high commission Which is an embassy of the commonwealth Okay and You have uh, what's known as permanent mission Which is a a mission to a major international organization. And you have a consulate general, which is a diplomatic mission located in a, in a major city, usually other than the capital city. Okay? Then you actually have your consulate office, right, which is a diplomatic mission that is similar to a consulate general. Okay? But don't, normally they don't provide a full range of services. And this is the reason why I always tell y'all, man, with this nationality shit, you can't do real nationality through RV Bay, my niggas. You can't do real nationality through honor. You can't do real nationality 
okay, despite uh, uh, doing a, a um, really, hell, even a trust. I mean, you know, listen, a trust will will set the stage, but there are other things that need to be done on an international level when it comes down to claiming your real nationality, okay, on a on a grand scale, okay. Now, let's talk about something known as a legation, right? Because a legation was a diplomatic representative office of a lower rank in the embassy, right? And this is where an embassy was headed by an ambassador. This is where you get your ambassadors from, right? So the ambassador normally outranked the ministers, right? Now, legations were originally the most common form of diplomatic missions, but they fell out of favor after World War II, and they were upgraded. Now, um, you need, y'all need to go look up the Vienna Convention, okay? And, and that's going to give you some history, on that whole thing, right? Because a consulate is similar to, but not the same as a diplomatic office. Okay. Now, um, just a second here, y'all. I'm gonna make sure that hopefully y'all can still hear me. Okay. Okay, good. I might just still on. All right, cool. So a consulate, right? And the consulate office. When we're talking about a consular consulate office. Right, this is normally where some of your diplomatic shit is done that deals with trade, it deals with embargoes, it deals with international relations. Okay. So this whole thing of a diplomatic relation, right, the consulate is where you go. Now, consuls of uh, various ranks have specific legal authority for certain activities, right? Notarizing your documents, okay, is a big one. Now, diplomatic personnel with other responsibilities may receive consular letters, such as patent commissions, right? Now, aside from those outlined in the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations, just start going to look at the, the Vienna Convention, right? There are few formal requirements outlining what a consular official must do, right? Because it's sovereign. You understand that? Now, let me let me pull something up for y'all. Okay, the Vienna Convention um, of 1961 is an international treaty, right? And it defines the framework for diplomatic relations between independent countries, right? It specifies the privilege of diplomatic mission that enables diplomats to perform their function without a fear of coercion or harassment by another country. You understand? So. This forms the legal basis for what we call diplomatic immunity. This is where your diplomatic immunity comes from. It comes from the mission. And I've told y'all this before. See, see I don't I don't know if people if this flies over niggas' heads or what. Right? Because see, throughout history of sovereign states, diplomats have enjoyed special status. The functions to negotiate agreements between states special privileges, right? And an envoy from uh, uh, another nation, right, is traditionally treated as a guest. So, the United States is treated as uh, a guest here in Morocco, in the land called Al-Morocco, that today is referred to as the United States. Um, Say a Mexican. There's a bunch of different names that, that we can come up with. 
in this place, right? Okay, now, the present treaty on the treatment of diplomats was the outcome of a draft by International Law Commission. Okay, now, the treaty was adopted on April 18, 1961 by the United Nations Conference on Diplomatic Intercourse and Immunities held in Vienna, Austria. Right? Now, this same conference also adopted uh, uh, acquisition of nationality, the optional protocol concerning the compulsory settlement of disputes, the final act and four resolutions annexed to the Act One, notable aspects which came out in 1961. Okay, and also was the establishment of what's known as the Holy Sees. Okay, diplomatic community. Now, the Holy See. Also called the See of Rome Is the jurisdiction of the Bishop of Rome Known as the Pope Which includes apostolic Epicostal See okay, The Diocese of Rome Right You're, this, is, this is what's known as an ecclesiastical Jurisdiction A.K.A. the Worldwide Catholic Church Right And they made them what was known as a Sovereign Entity of international law This is why the Vatican can do what the fuck they want to do When one of their uh, guys Goes out right, And decides he wants to touch a, a child These motherfuckers have complete jurisdiction Over their fathers As they call them Right These niggas have taken the term father to a whole nother level Okay Now um, Let me just Let me cycle back a little bit Because I don't I don't want y'all to, to get too lost here in what I'm saying, right? But the United States got rid of a diplomatic mission, and China responded by getting rid of a diplomatic mission. You see, y'all see they're breaking treaties, right, by doing certain things, right? And so when people start breaking treaties, you got some serious problems, okay? Now, I told you that the first diplomatic mission was done here in the United States. Okay, it, it, it was recognized by Morocco. Okay. Now let's just talk about what's known as extraterritorial, right? Because contrary to popular belief, diplomatic missions do not enjoy full extraterritorial status. Y'all understand that? This is the reason why over here in the U.S. You can still claim your nationality and not have to be a U.S. citizen. Right? So in those particular cases, okay, um, what's not sovereign territory of a represented state will fall under whatever jurisdiction controls it. So rather the premises of diplomatic missions usually remain under the jurisdiction of the host state while being afforded privileges such as immunity from most local laws by the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations. So, so diplomats themselves still retain full diplomatic immunity. So the term extraterritorial is applied to diplomatic missions, but not normally, or I should say they are normally, right? Um, in a broader sense, um, they refer to the consulates. They refer to, uh, you know, 
pretty much nation states. That's why the Catholic Church is a nation state, a body politic. You understand that? They deal with refugees. They deal with nationals. That's that's why the passport process, in effect, is an important process because it deals with your nationals. Just not everybody. Everybody's just not ready for that type of process. Most niggas don't know how to operate in the private, so you will constantly put yourself back into the public if you don't know what you're doing. Now, before we go to the call line, I'm going to bring something up here, okay? In December 1777, the Moroccan Sultan, Mohammed III, included the United States in the list of countries in which Morocco's ports were then opened to, okay? Morocco thus became the first country whose head of state publicly recognized the newly independent United States. As they what? A body politic. Giving them consulate offices here. Okay. Now, the relations were formalized with the Moroccan Treaty of Peace and Friendship, also known as the Treaty of Marrakesh. Okay. Um, negotiated by Thomas Barclay. So you get your Barclays bank from. Okay. In Marrakesh. All right. And this was signed by American diplomats in Europe okay with Sultan Muhammad III 1786 right so it literally took them about 10 years to, to, to establish diplomatic relations between uh, Morocco and the United States it took about 10 years for that to happen so now Muhammad III or Sidi Muhammad Abin Abdallah Abdullah, probably Abdullah, right, came to power in 1757, and he ruled it to his death in 1790. Now, prior to his reign, Morocco had experienced 30 years of battles, instability, and turmoil, right? Now, listen, I want y'all to understand that um, the economy and society have dealt with problems with trade. We're talking about right here in America, right? We, We dealt with trade problems, we dealt with problems with people coming in and stealing the booty, aka your pirates. Okay. You dealt with you dealt with um, uh, problems with the ports. That's why they opened the ports up. Right? So these people could come in on their ports. Okay. I mean these are all the problems that we essentially dealt with over here in the United States. Okay. So this is, the, I mean, listen, if you go get the book White Cargo, you'll see where, like I told y'all, these people was coming over here as slaves. They'd come over here as slaves, and we would take them as slaves, and, and we were taking their ships. We was fucking up their cargo. They had to go to the Sultan, literally, to get some type of amnesty, to get diplomatic immunity. And y'all wonder, well, how, well, how did she get flipped? How did we become slaves? Nigga, because you was trading people like slaves. And the Sultan's like, nah, y'all fucking up my international commerce. Okay? So the treaty signed by Barclay and the Sultan, and then by Thomas Jefferson and Adams, was ratified by the Confederation Congress in 1787 in July. 
It was reaffirmed by the Sultan in 1803 when the USS Constitution, Madeleine, New York, and Adams engaged in gunboat diplomacy as part of the first Barbary Wars. This is where your Barbary Wars came from. This is all this all dealt with the Moors. Okay? And at the time, independent corsairs and pirates were using Morocco's ports as safe harbors between raids on American and European shipping. The treaty uh, has withstood transatlantic stresses and strains for more than 232 years, making it the longest unbroken relationship in the United States history. Now do y'all understand why, why when they break a treaty and they fuck up consulate offices, it's so important. Right? The longest standing treaty, which ain't never been broken, right? Because they can't break a treaty with a more. Right? The United States sure won't. This is why your nationality is so important. Alright. Just a little bit for y'all this morning. Yeah, I know it's Friday, so I ain't gonna go too deep. Alright. Um we do that on Sunday. Make sure y'all tune in tomorrow for our entrepreneur show tomorrow too, okay? That's the seven PM. Um if you're an entrepreneur, you got a business, I uh, uh shoot me an email. Over to make more commerce at Gmail. I'll be happy to bring you on. We can talk about your business tomorrow, okay? Or, or schedule you for a following Saturday, all right? And of course, I'll be on Sunday with a lot more of this info, okay? So it's Open Forum Friday, Jonah Bay. Um, I'm your sitting host, Joey Bouncell Bay, sitting in for my guy. And we're going to take some calls today. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. I don't know if y'all hear the birds chirping. I came outside today. Alright, so we're gonna um we're gonna get into it, man. You know, this is this is an interesting topic. And um like I said, the the call lines are open, man. I just you know, I, we're at a point with this information where either y'all gonna really grow with this info or you're gonna get stuck in a place where you don't you just don't understand it, right? And I think a lot of people look you know, some some people are struggling with this info. Some people are doing great. But it's encumbering that we Stay up on what's happening and talk about this shit, right? And continue to grow with what we're doing. 347 right? 094, just call it. Alright. Hold on a second, y'all. I'm having a little. There we go. I kind of look difficult. With my uh, with my boards, start slowing my shit down. All right, we'll be right back after these messages. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere.
right? The Sultan gave them the keys to operate their mission here, also known as the United States. And it's a it's a it's a charter. It's a it's a um it's a contract, right? So anytime you mm-hmm. got a charter to operate a mission, I mean that that's what that is. You know, you operating ain't no different than, than you setting up a a five hundred one organization operating your mission. Right, right. Difference is it's they got their mission. mission. <laughs> right. Well, their mission represents a, a a large group of people. Yeah, on the Definitely a large group of people. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and people tend to forget, right? When we're talking about international affairs, right? Um, you know, people always say, "Well, I want to be a diplomat. Let me be a diplomat." But how you gonna be a diplomat? What what, what mission are you representing? Who are you represent? Hmm. Have you been mm-hmm. recognized as a mission? Right. So that brings uh, it back to what y'all was dropping with the um, your humanitarian mission. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does go back to that. Right. And 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 in theory, I'm guessing you know since the trust is his own nationality, so you got to actually operate the same as a country to a country. You know, you got to be Civil, diplomatic towards each other and candid, right? What's the king to a god? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, country to country. Word, word, word. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Hey, what was the treaty from um, April 18, 1961? I didn't grab the name of that one. I want to go look that up. Just a second. Just a second. I'm going to pull it up. Okay, which one did you want to know about? April 18, 1961. Oh, that's your Vienna Convention. Vienna Convention, okay. Uh-huh. Convention. Yeah, man, every time I get on the show with you, I think I got questions that I'm going to ask, and then you just start dropping it. Like, yep, let me just write down, stick to the topic. <laughs> well, it's all good. I mean, that's, you know, that's how we grow, man. You know, and when you got questions, make sure you write them down so you don't forget them, you know? That's before I I'm start dropping this shit, you know that, that's why we're here. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Edutainment, yeah, edutainment, <laughs> edutainment, education. Yeah, edu, edu, edutainment, higher education. <laughs> no bull. Can no pay bull. for uh, uh, some shit like this in college. I wish I could have paid for some education like this in college. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And imagine how much more elevated the world will be. Yeah, well, or more corrupt. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> true, true point. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, yeah, with, man, I ain't going to hold with, the photo. With great power comes great responsibility. That's a fact. That is a fact. Most niggas it ain't responsible. Yeah, man. Most people are responsible. Yeah, yeah. Like the last lady he was talking with said, uh, when y'all was discussing about having the handguns and everything. Yeah, well, there you go. Listen, I just, I just saw a brother, um, about 
five days ago. I literally, it was probably like Monday or Tuesday. I was at the gas station. I think I never just shot six times the gas station. Laid that nigga out. And then dude Ooh. ran off down the street. And they and they caught his ass down the street. And he was crying. I said, I said well, nigga, nigga, nobody told you to end it in, in with your pistol. You could have got in your car and drove off. Right. Damn. No yeah. responsibility. Yeah. It, it, not only is his life ruined, the other guy's life is gone, but he had no responsibility. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, ha- I have no, no remorse for people like that. You know, let the, what they say, you know, you let the animals eat each other. Yeah. While the guys yeah. sit up and watch. Crazy. Yeah, man. I have my mama with me, too, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. I appreciate you calling, bro. Thank you for your uh, for your interview, no man. Happy Friday, too. No doubt. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. All right, let's go to uh, five one eight nine eight six. You're on the line. Peace to the gods. Um, I want to invoke some healing and blessings to Jonah. May he have a speedy healing recovery. Um. And I'm so thankful and grateful for consideration, cooperation, contracts, trust, and large sums of money. Um, And on that note, um, I was traveling today, early this today, and was pulled over subsequently for traveling uh, 20 miles per hour over the speed limit. Um, But so I gave him my license and registration, and he ran my name, and um, he gave me back a citation, um, and it was just for disobeying traffic control device, which I find interesting because a 20 mile per hour over the speed limit, I got it pulled up, is a six-point fraction on your license. And so I also looked up what it says. If you get a um, 20 miles per hour, it says you will receive a speeding citation, which carries a fine, and in jurisdiction that uses it, you will receive points on your license, which can affect your insurance rates. You can get pulled over for driving the exact and so on and so forth. But what I thought was interesting, it says a fine and in jurisdiction that use it, you will receive points on your license. So I'm like, I have my injunction, I have my trust, and not too long ago I just filed on, um, what was it, last week or so, I filed my um, schedule for fee schedule public notice. I filed that in um, my, on the record as well. So um, I'm reading this, right, and so it says that, you know, proof of claim, yada, yada, everybody should know it, if not. But my thing is it says per occurrence, right? So I am in that course that you were talking about not too long ago about edX with um, the contract law with Harvard, 
And I just finished not too long ago um, the part where it's talking about per occurrence and how important it is to define what per occurrence is when it talks about um, these things and defining it. Because he talked about the uh, 9-11 attack that hit the Twin Towers and how the owner of those Twin Towers had a hard time in court because some, he had to have at least like 10 insurance companies and one of the insurance companies defined per occurrence and he was able to get all his money that he was thinking that he was going to get. And the other insurance companies, they didn't define it, so it was left up to the, um, the jury to decide what per occurrence meant. So the, def- the definition that the um, one insurance company used and was able to um, benefit the client, it says, occurrence shall mean all losses or damages that are attributed directly or indirectly to one cause or to one series of similar causes. All such losses will be added together, and the total amount of such losses will be treated as one occurrence, irrespective of time or area over which such losses occur. Right? So now I have to go back because um, I did this filing and then I did the lesson. So I got to go back and define what per occurrence is so um, just, I can just, go. Let me slow you down. Let me, let me slow you down because you're rambling. Do you have a question? Well, the question is, well, I don't think I was rambling. I was just reading some information that would be beneficial to people but it's hard so for they me, can... it's hard for me to understand what your point is, though, because you, you, you then touched on, like, three different things. So I'm trying to... I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, but I'm trying to understand what your point is because we got a lot of people well, that's listening, and, you know, you need to shorten it down. I, I need to give you... I need to give you one of them buttons. They still have... Wrap it up! Wrap it up! Um, okay. So, because there's, like, 27 lists on this um, sheet that's, um, so per occurrence needs to be defined because I'm going to go after them for um, a few things on this fee okay. schedule. And so that's why I was reading per occurrence. So I don't leave it up okay. to the court to define what per occurrence is. That's my point. Well, 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 well per occurrence, if you're in trust, will we'll specifically deal with Whatever is not only in your fee schedule, but in your trust and in your injunction, what you put them on notice about. Per occurrence is every single time you get pulled over. But like I, like 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 I was getting at in this court case of, on the Twin Towers, how it it could be loosely interpreted, and how like the Twin Towers was hit by two different planes. So no, some jurors no, no, find no, it. No, 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 no. Let me let me tell you why. It cannot be loosely interpreted if you express it. That's the reason That's why what you I'm have saying. to express it. I have to go back and express it. In yeah, my minutes, you gotta express it. You gotta express it. In you gotta express it in your injunction. You gotta you gotta go back and, and express it in, in whatever paperwork um, pertains to your right to travel. To, to, to your, That's to your what wife, I'm to not, I'm to not have your trust fund. I'm just admonishing people yeah. to define mm-hmm. a current because it's important, like I learned in the court case on the Twin Towers. And so, um, yeah. 
That's what I'm getting at. What's the court case? So, the court case for the Twin Towers? Um, yes. He didn't, he didn't um, mention it, but it's... Um, he just was talking about the... Um, I'm talking about the professor in the class that I'm in. He didn't mention the exact court case on where you could find it. He just was talking about it. And actually, he was an attorney. But you need to find out what what case it is. It might be be imperative to your own uh, 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 case if you ever have one. Yes. Indeed. Know what I'm saying? So, um, mm-hmm. I will. Okay. I will uh, because, yeah. And for all those other people who are out there listening, yeah, we gotta define words in our minutes and trust because yeah, we can't leave. I tell you what, when you, when, you get, when you get the case, come back on, drop it to me. I'll do a little mm-hmm. research on it, and then we'll we'll get on the air and explain. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening. Okay, I appreciate you, man. Have a good one, okay? All right, peace to the God. All right, peace to the God. All right, um, 918-693, you're on the line. Peace, peace, Joey. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to hear you. Thank you for that um, information about um, what's going on with China and the United States. I don't usually watch the news or pay attention to news stuff, but I just happened to turn on my laptop today and I did notice that about that embassy uh, being closed in Houston. So yeah, that was interesting to hear your take on it. Yeah, it is a big deal. No doubt. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And then also sending out love and healing to Jonah. And, Absolutely. you know, looking for a quick recovery, a strong recovery. Um, I just have one question. Um, um, I was wondering, so when we get the um, foreign trustee, what is the most, um, the, what's the best way to pay them um, so that your trust does not violate interstate commerce laws? Um, if I'm sending money overseas to my foreign trustee, Usually, when sending money overseas, um, you know, foreign, um, excuse me, Western Union is usually like a good bet for for me. Are you, um, are you, Ariel, are you the one who wrote in the, on the uh, website? Yeah, 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 that's me, Uh uh-huh. Okay, I accidentally deleted your comment on there, so you can always put that back in there, I apologize, because, um, sometimes, but I I did see your question on there, Uh, so I'm glad you came on here to ask me so I can answer it for you. Um, so, so the thing about it, right, is it, when you're dealing in trust, you create contracts. So you can pay, you could even pay in Federal Reserve notes because Federal Reserve notes are for public and private use. That's why they say public and private. Um, if you don't want to pay with, with that, you can pay, you know, obviously digitally. You can do Western Union. You can do MoneyGram. You can do PayPal. You can pay them in other currencies with the equivalent. Mm. You know, that's really so, a contract thing. So nobody okay. can step in the middle of that contract of what you decide to pay that person. And, th- and really, that person has to decide what they want to be paid in. 
and then you can pay them. It's all contracts. I was trying to pay them without dealing with Federal Reserve notes directly, like bank wire transfers. Or I didn't want to mail a postal money order. Mail kind of gets funny with the Caribbean. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, and then maybe just well, give then, the funds to somebody else and then have them pay the trustee. Like, you, you know, like. Yeah, you could. Or, you you could know. Or, or, or what you could do is buy some gold um, from one of those websites that let you buy the gold online and transfer the account over to that person. Make make them the fiduciary over the account. Um, there 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 are some websites that allow you to to exchange your currency uh, over the internet, so you could also do that and give them access. There's a few different ways. There's a multitude of ways to do that. Mm-hmm. There's not one specific way. You gotta you have to play around with that and find out what works best for you. Okay. Right. Um, can I ask about um, the non-UCC when it comes to marriage certificates? I noticed in the non-UCC, when our Jonah didn't mention that at all. Like, so well, should a husband and wife, what'd you say? Do you already have a marriage certificate? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it done in the States? Or you guys, yeah. you guys did it yourself? Oh, uh, no, no, no. It was done here in the States like 17 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's nothing new. So I'm just wondering, okay. um, can we, I mean, do we have to do like a joint uh, trust where both of us are the grantors and then convey it over into that joint trust? Is that what we'd have to do? Well, or could we just have well, one of well, our nine, eight trusts convey it over to one of our, if both of us would convey it over or something or? No, because when you're married, you're considered to be one. Right. And, and the man's considered to be the head of the household, essentially. So you can convey it over to his trust. And then, and okay. then convey it into the nine UCC. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Thank you, Joey. Okay, you're more than welcome. You have a good Friday. You too. All right, thank you. All right, let's go to three four six two six eight. You're on the line. Peace, Joey. Oh, I love it. All this feminine energy today. How you doing, sister? Okay, I apologize. I had um, a Bluetooth in. No, I you all right. Ain't no apology. I said, I, I like, listen, I like when women come on. We need more women to come on and ask questions. So, welcome to the show. Yes, for sure. And I have, like, I feel because, um, you know, earlier you were saying that a lot of people aren't grasping the information. So, right, um, I've been on for, like, a strong four months. Oh, my God. Um, you know, I had to reside to a different state, so, you know, I'm working on, I got um, my injunction done in Texas where I was coming from, um, and being that I had um, the template for that, you know, I'm building my Arkansas one myself, um, yeah. I switched over into my estate, but, like, as far as my phone, I'm out of um, my allegiance with that, uh, my, um, I have a bank account. Um, I do have a source of income. I can't even front because, you know, it does take um, bread to get the process done. So I still am working on my social because I can't seem to find nothing with, uh, I, I don't really know how to work um, in my state. Um, so I'm trying to find, like, I just need help because I'm trying to leave my um, and leave this all the way, you know. Uh, but um, I would recommend that you set up a console with me. Um, okay. To help you in the oh, private. I'm definitely, I can um, do that. Yeah, just go to makemorecommerce.com, and I'll, and I'll help you out in the private because there's a lot of different steps, and 
it just depends on where you're at, you know, because, you know, you may have one thing done but not another, you know, that type of thing. So we can just kind of see where you're at, gauge it like that, and then I can give you some steps to go forward. Yes, that is so perfect. Um, and uh, Jonah as well, if I already know how to speak it, um, and I just want to appreciate, uh, you know, God for the service. Oh, absolutely. That's why we're here. Yeah, yeah, it's really real. We like we're walking it and so, Yeah, definitely. Um, and so I will be uh, hitting you up actually after the call. Um, I will be okay. sending you an email, and then whatever is best for you. Uh, well, the, the, the way it works, is when you, if you go on my yeah yeah the way it works, you go on my site. Um, when you set your consultation up on the website, uh, you can choose your day and your time. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, Charlie, well, um, peace and, you know, stay up and talk, speak with you soon, okay? Thank you. All right, you do the same. All right. All right, peace. All right, uh, call lines wide open, 347-989-0194. If you want to get in, you're open on Friday to Jonah Bay. I'm your studio host, Joy Brownsdale Bay. We're going to take a real quick break and pay some bills, and we'll be right back, man. Keep it locked. Don't go nowhere.
I say so that would be oh, yeah. internationally sent sent out to all the other counselors like China, Russia, I mean it's, whatever counselor it is. It's supposed to be, and I wouldn't doubt that it is. Okay. I wouldn't okay. doubt so that. that would I wouldn't doubt a- that they don't notify other people of your status. Matter of fact, I know for a fact I have a document. Um, I just have never read it on the air, but it says that every time somebody becomes a national. Uh, and it's, it's actually under one of the Moroccans. It's actually under the, one of the treaties with Morocco. It, it says that they, they uh, the secretary makes a list quarterly of, of everybody, of people who become a national, everybody that's a national. They have a list of them. Mm-hmm. So they they, mainta- they maintain a list of those who are under protection. So, so let me ask you a question. So. Say you do that route, I mean, how would, and then do your trust? I mean, how would your trust be operating in? Well, first of all, you get, you gotta you gotta take a moment and step back and go look at the trees. That's why I mentioned the the Hague Trust uh, Treaty. The Hague Trust yeah. Treaty deals yeah. with trust that that essentially the Hague recognizes as international trust, foreign trust. Right, you can't be a real national uh-huh. if you ain't in trust. Yeah, protected by a trust. And your trust yeah, is I'll... protected by treaty. I get that. I was just trying to think outside the box. I was just trying to see, see some curveballs. I was just trying to see. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, you can't throw no curveballs at me. I'm a. I'm a hit ball. <laughs> I know you're here. That's why I'm saying. I'm gonna think about it for a minute while, while you're reading there. I'm like, yeah, definitely. I was like, okay. Uh, so I, just, yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, the, yeah. theoretically, you know, when you become a national, um, what happens is is that you, you then have to let them know whose protection you're under. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's because, how because if, not, if not, if not. Yeah, if you if you come out of your U.S. citizenship and you don't go into, and I've always said U.S. citizenship really technically um, makes makes you uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, when, when you're not um, when you don't have a nationality. I can't think of it. Oh, uh, I'm coming to me right now. Stateless. There we go. So it makes uh, you stateless. Yeah. U.S. citizenship is a stateless status anyway, but but it at least has some type of protection. So when you come up out of that, you yeah. better go into something else that protects you. Other than that, you become stateless, and and yeah, and that's a middle ground. That's like that's like the void, ain't nothing there for you. And people who are stateless, a lot of countries don't want to. They don't want to deal with that. Okay. Countries oh, don't yeah, like dealing with stateless people. You become a refugee. Yeah, I, I was just thinking outside the box. I just think outside the box. Hey, let me ask you something about the estate, Joey. When you, when you, I ain't used my estate yet because I was building up the CPN, but my ID won't. Well, let me in, have it. So I, <laughs> no, 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 sir. Well, I'm trying to, because I was trying to get up. I'm trying to do what the lady, young lady, just, the guy that just got on the phone said. She's trying to get off the struggle and shit. I got like a credit card. That's how I've been operating the shit. So I'm trying to close it out. But I just need to know, okay, what my estate number. I I need to use my same address that I was using with my straw man. Oh, I got no, you can use whatever address. address you want to. You can use the PO box if you want to. 
What address did you use to set up your estate number? The same address? Uh, no. Nah, I mean, I changed my straw man address a while ago after I started my estate. I started my estate, then I changed the straw you, man address. Ideally, ideally, you should probably use the yeah. You should ideally probably use the address that you um uh use when you set the estate up. Okay. All right. And how would I use that as a business account or as a personal account? Because I got the, the um, you use it as both. Too. An estate, an estate is kind of a dual-sided number. If you use the EIN for the estate, that normally will um, you can actually pull the credit. I remember I had this conversation with Jonah because he didn't even know that you could do this shit, and I didn't even know. I went online and was able to pull a credit report for my estate under just the regular EIN, and then the way that that is taught from how Jonah's been doing it for years is you go and you get a Dunn's number for the estate. Um, and when you get your Dunn's number for the estate, it comes back and you then you can use it as business credit. Oh, wow. Hmm. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a dual-sided number. Okay. All right, so when I apply that, I could, whichever one I decide I want to put a business or a person, it doesn't matter. Say that again. It's so low. I say, I, I say, I say. Well, so when I apply, I can apply for business or personal. It don't matter when I use the estate number. It really don't matter. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on how you got it set up and, and, and what you're doing, how you maneuver. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to actually open my business account with my estate number because my ID don't work. <laughs> you know, so I ain't trying to go in the bank. I got a nice credit score on the CPM, but I, I, my ID don't work. Well, and, and that's the thing about it. If you, mm-hmm. unless you go get you a state ID, you really don't don't run up in the bank with no fake ID. That's first and foremost. Okay. So oh, second of all, you gonna go in, Yeah, and if you're gonna go up in there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can always have a state ID if that's you know if that's all you need. If that's all you can get, if not, have a trustee go in there for you, authorized representative to go set it up for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good, that's good. No, I ain't thinking about that. I was just trying to get my estate number so I get all this credit card I got in the straw man so I could leave it alone. Yeah. And if you're trying to open up an estate account at the bank then the estate account that you open up, um, essentially the way you can do that is have the executor or the administrator for the estate go and open it up. All right. Okay. All right. All right, thanks God, man. Did you have a good day, good Friday? I, I, I got a consult with you. So I got to give you a call. So text me your new number, okay? Okay, I will, Joe, man. I bid you a good day, man. Be well, man. Be safe. Have fun. Have life, man. Thank you, bro. Peace Happy God. Friday to you. Peace out. Definitely. Yeah, if I got a consult with y'all, man, or um, anything out there that you haven't received, make sure you reach out to me. You can send me a text or uh, send me an email, okay? And I'll make sure that we screen it out. 804-836. You're on the line. Eight oh four eight three six, are you there? Peace to the God. Talk about that Joey Bell. There we go. There we go. I'm signing brother. Peace to the God. Salute to Joey Council. Salute to the God. Salute. Yeah, man. Speed, speedy recovery. The Jonah Bay, Ali. Already recovered. Feeling better already. Put the energy out there. Thank you, brother. I know Jonah appreciates that. Yeah, salute, salute. That's, it's already happening. 
Um, and look, I got I got a few people, including the IRS um, and property taxes for a car that I do not have right now. They're trespassing on the trust. Okay. Um, do you propose just coming at them to administrate them out, telling them to stop trespassing, and if they continue to trespass, you just you give them a figure? And just administrate it out on that, and then after that, come uh, back. I with would the, do it um, similar to that. But you need to do it in exe- yeah, it needs to be done with an executive letter and in an administrative process. Okay, so right. administrative process done with an executive letter from the trust. That's how you do that. Right. So is it similar to what I, what I just stated, though, right? It is, but it's not right. a third party process. It's trust property. But it's a, it's a, it is. It, I see what you're saying. It's similar to the third party process in that you're doing administrative process. Yes. Right. Right. So I'm just gonna pretty much tell them to stop trespassing if they don't give them a figure to deal with. Correct. You can, or, or you know, no, normally what you do is when, when you um, when you send the administrative letter, you put that in there. You say, hey, y'all trespassing. You know, and right. if you continue to press pass, you know, you know, this is how much you're going to pay. And, and you really, you only, right. only give them two notices before you default. Right. Third notice is a default. Yeah, I love, I was, so, first two, right. first two notices, you, you, you should really, if that's the thing close, you should already be asking for money. Hey, listen, hey, doctor sent me a sum right. of money um, and leave me alone, or we're coming after y'all. More likely, they're just going to stop fucking communicating. Right, right. And um, do you propose that after that coming at them with the um, interrogatories, like with the third party, to set them up as far as um, um, pro- providing that documentation, anticipate soon? And, um, you know, far oh, as well, that's, that's, that's completely up to you, depending on what your situation is. You want to open up that can of worms with, with the alphabet boys, have fun. Yeah, I'm, mean, not gonna, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to tell you to do that on the air. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I advocate that that you protect your property and by any means necessary. But I'm not going to advocate right. who you need to sue. You know. Right. That 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 is. That's oh, yeah, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no doubt. Oh yeah, no doubt. Without question. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm also gonna, you know, I'm gonna stand on my, on uh, uh, who I am and what I am. I know you will. Well, because you know that stuff we last. This is KB. The stuff we've been going on too long. Yeah, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I, I know you will. I mean, you know, the thing is, is, is you know, there is a uh, such thing as encroachment on private property. So you know, if everything's in the trust and. You can prove it, and then question on the property, you know, and it still don't give up after you send that letter. And yeah, you're gonna probably have to just take the step further and go into an equity court. But I can't tell you to make that decision. I definitely gotta be one of the right. Oh yeah, yeah, without question. No, no, but you, but you gave me um, enough information and, and balanced information for me to move forward. You know, that's all that counts. That's why we appreciate you all. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's our question, Sam. Appreciate that. Absolutely. That's what's good. Yeah, no doubt. What's the best for you and yours? Salute. Thank you, bro. Same to you. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods.
Your girl. Uh, real quick, I'll do an announcement. Um, I've decided that I'm going to do the first webinar in August. I'll have a link up on the website uh, by the end of this, well, today's Friday. So by the end of the weekend, I'll have a link up. Um, and y'all can sign up for the trust webinar part four. All right, it'll be in August. Um, and we'll go over uh, trust insurance, uh, trust maintenance, and things of that nature. All right, so that'll be next month. All right, all right, three three seven nine three six on the line. Three three seven nine three six. Peace to the God. I, I didn't know I was in the queue. Well, yeah, you had your hand up. Hello. You got a question or comment? Oh, I, uh, well, I mean, since I'm on, yeah, I got a uh, question. Sure, sure. First of all, so, uh, that guy came over about the estate number. I mean, I heard what you're saying about having to make sure it's not, you know, you use the address that you set it up with. If, mm-hmm. if you're on. If you have like stuff in your store man name that same address is still good to use the same address? Well, I, I, I don't personally recommend that you use the same address. You know, it, now 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 if if you went and set your estate number up and you use the same address as your straw man, you can always change the address and use a different address. But if you started out using a different address, you continue to use a different address. You really don't want to use the same address because it co-mingles the shit. And then when you put a credit report, like, at first they was doing this shit to me, and I think they must have realized it was wrong because they did it to me. I had shit that was under my social on that credit report that they was putting under the estate number credit report, right, which is a problem because I could sue them for that because there were two different numbers, two different entities. So that's why you don't want to co-mingle it. All right. I changed some things up on mine. Oh, that's yeah. all I had. Then. You don't want that problem. Okay, God. Yeah. Have a great day. All right. Appreciate it. You too. Peace. All right. 708-743 on the line. Yo, peace to the God. Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. It's all good. How you? Yeah. Uh, first one is. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm I'm great. First want to say, um, with the speedy recovery, recovery to Jonah. Hope you get better. Yes, sir. And secondly, yes, sir. I wanna um, I wanna say thank you and appreciate y'all for for bringing this info to us and teaching us and everything. It's greatly appreciated. Absolutely, absolutely, man. We we appreciate y'all. Right. We we, we, like, we can do this real, without y'all. <laughs> but um, no, I just I just got a quick. I, well, I got a few. I got a few questions. A few quick questions. Um, okay, what you got? First, want want to be on topic. Uh, with the with the console and everything. Um, picking up on what one uh one of the previous brothers was talking on, like with the passport and everything. With with that with that essentially um affect. Like uh, I'm trying to figure out the right way to answer. Uh, okay, so say like I'm um I was I was I was about to uh do the passport process or whatever, and with that, with, basically with that affected, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, no, you talking about what's going on in China? Yeah, 
no, that's not going to affect your process. But let me tell you this. Uh, when coronavirus hit, it did affect the process because uh, right. what they did at first was they told people that if you apply for a passport uh, right before, I think coronavirus started in like March, somewhere in there. So they had a specific mm-hmm. date up. Like if you if you didn't apply before this date, then uh, we're not doing passports at this time. And then they came out with another announcement about a month ago, and they said that um, uh, waits will be longer than usual, uh, specifically because of the fact that uh, the majority of the passport offices are closed and they have select offices open. So right now is not a good time if you think you're going to expedite a passport. They, you ain't going to get one right. Now. It's going to be a while. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. And, uh, another better. question you, is, you uh, would do better right now to work to, to get the birth certificate corrected and get a trust in it. Say it again. So you would do better right now to correct your birth certificate with the petition and uh, set up your trust. Right. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. That was you low key just answering one of the questions I was getting ready to ask. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, hmm. well, with that, um, is it still? It's, it's the process for that is still the same as as before, right? I've been in the archives and everything, and going back and picking back up on that info. Every that's all still the same. Yeah, you talking about for the birth certificate? Yeah, for the correction of it and the petition and everything. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the process doesn't change. Some of the some of the the things that you'll put on there um, are a little bit different right. in terms of you know how how, right. how it's actually constructed. But yeah, the the overall steps are the same. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Now, um, setting up setting up a bank account. Uh, I set up I set up an account for my estate. Uh, like a like a personal sure. account, and and I was gonna do like a um. Like a maybe maybe a business account. I got other EINs. I was gonna set up a business account for, but um, going into the bank, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go into the bank with with the with the regular ID. So I was gonna ask, like, if I was to get the ID. Well, once I do get the IDP, would I be able to go in? No, the they're bank gonna make that? you. No, no, because they're gonna make you show passport. Okay. You say, uh, listen, uh, listen. I'm gonna tell you like I'm gonna tell you like this. If you want to set up your account properly, you either need an authorized representative, a trustee, or you got to go in there yourself with your ID to do it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. It doesn't tell you in the public. If you if you authorize rep to go in there for the trust to set up to set up a trust account, it doesn't make you it doesn't necessarily make you public. It just means that you was the authorized rep to set the account up. But Whether yeah, they foreign they, or domestic, one hundred percent. Huh? They can either be foreign. It doesn't matter if they foreign or domestic. No, it doesn't matter. They, they, they can, you can have domestic people go in there and, and set the account up. You can have foreign people go in there and set the account up for you. But what you don't want to do is go in there with a fake ID. All right. All right. Don't do that. Okay. Keep gotcha. yourself in good standing. Use your eye. You use your other IDs in the private. Okay. I get what you're saying. 
I guess it's her. And so, but with the um, uh, applying applying for the IDP, um, it was like uh, asking for um, like a, a a destination, like where you from. And I was wondering, mm-hmm. would you would you would you would you keep that in line with the with the nine eight trust? You know what I'm saying? You can if you choose to. I mean, you can use. I, I would use anything but the United States when you're applying for the IDC. Right. Okay. Because I also, I was, like I said, back in the archives, I heard something about like using Panama or something like that. If I could, I could do that. Whatever you can use, whatever you want. That might just be what that person. Yeah. Some people use Panama. Some people use Taiwan. Some people use Jamaica. It don't matter. I just probably wouldn't use the United God. States. And then you right. use that in conjunction with your foreign driver's license. If you got one. No, I don't have one. How can I get one? Yeah. Uh, hit me in the private. Set up a consultation. Gotcha. Oh, uh, uh, um, I did. We uh, we we got a consultation. I set up. Um, just just waiting. Waiting to get in, get in line with that. Get in with me, that. Send me, send me a text. Send me a text with your phone number. I'll give you a call. Okay. Okay. And um, I, one last question, that. God. Gotcha. Gotcha. Go ahead. I got one last question. Um, I was I'm I'm working on this accord and satisfaction, and uh, I was wondering, like, all right, so say say they kind of already created the dispute, right? And what I have to um, I was what I was gonna do, I was just gonna go ahead and do a payment. Just go ahead and send them send them a payment. But what I was wondering, what is uh, what I still have to do like an administrative process. You know what I'm saying? Like send like go ahead, make a new contract, and do the administrative process with that, and then send the payment along with that. Or could I just because they created the dispute, could I just go ahead and send the payment and see how I go with that? Set up a consult. Well, I, I, I'll talk to you on the consult. I've been told not to answer that question. So I, I'll, I'll talk to you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. I got you. We're talking to private. All right. For sure, guys. Peace. All right. All right. Peace, bro. All right. Let's, um, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll come back and get to the rest of the calls. Then we're at the top of the hour. Don't go nowhere. We'll be back in about two minutes. Peace to the gods.
intentionally to give to send healing space and energy to God. So yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to remind everyone coming out of that Mercury retrograde, the extreme propelling that we are in right now. Um if you if you were doing your rituals properly in Mercury retrograde shit should be moving super, super fast. You should be seeing everything falling into line. You should also be preparing yourself if you if you're a couple of days behind with just excuse me, we're just a few days out of that retrograde. So um the acceleration is just gonna continue to get higher, higher, stronger, stronger, faster, faster. And so um make sure that you are staying in that alignment. Make sure that you are um even even the things that you're thinking, the things that you're saying the things that you're projecting and putting out, which you're inviting into your environment. Are you being consistent? Are you standing and being who you said you were? Are you doing all of your work because you're about to be extremely blessed? So just know that you are in the time. And I just wanted to balance out what you were given and um, remind everybody, even in the purging, even in the what the hell is going on, it's for your greater good. And it's going to, you're, you're about to, I said, come a little closer to the phone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You were saying no. You were saying no. Last thing you said. Oh. Did you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. You just stay now a little bit. Okay. Well, that's all I had. That's all I had. Okay. Well, I appreciate you. Take heed mm-hmm. to her words, y'all. Um, All right. I love y'all. Peace to God. Y'all make sure y'all check that out on Tuesday. Peace, God. Guys. And if y'all want to, the chakra course as well starts um, Sunday after your show. So if folks want to do the chakra course, hit me up as well. All right, cool. Y'all know how to get with her, man. She'll be on on Tuesday, too. So y'all can talk to her on Tuesday. And then uh, you're on Instagram under what? Healer I Set? Healer I Set, man. Yep. All right, cool. All right, peace to God. All right, thank you. All right, peace. All right, let's go to uh, 215617 on the line. Peace to the God. What's up, God? What's going on, Joe? Everything good, bro? How are you? Yeah, I'm done. All right, just out here on my break. I'd like to wish Joe, wish Joe and his speedy recovery. 
And um, this is what you were saying about uh, going over that stuff with they with they, with the problem that they're having over there with China and all that. But I was thinking mm-hmm. when the uh, we had the, the injunction in for the trust, that sure helped us pretty good, shouldn't it? Right. Well, well, what's going on in China doesn't directly affect you other than the fact that we buy everything from China. So, so, so when they, when, you know, they've all actually, they've already, it's already started affecting us with the trade embargo, you know, with, with them basically saying, hey, you can't get certain things from China. So it's a bunch of shit that ain't coming over here right now. So, right. I mean, your, your, your trust is a, your trust is a different ball game when it comes down to that. So if you decide that you want right. to do international business with China, you know, and you try to ship something over here, you know, that when it comes down to um, shit coming through the ports and all of that, you know, port authority and stuff like that, you know, your trust could help in that manner, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, well, I can I can go for that because you know we down here we doing a W hotel down here in Philly, so I noticed that. A lot of supplies and stuff and the vendors that they use is coming out of China and that shit is back ordered like a mug. Yeah, it's back ordered. It's like back ordered. Yeah. They waiting yeah. a lot of this stuff can't get complete because we can't get the material over here. Yeah, yeah because because it's, because the thing is right now every, everything um, until they lift the until they lift the embargo thing, you can't they ain't they can't ship shit. I was talking to right. Jonah, he ordered a bunch of stuff from um from Alibaba. And it took five, six months to get over here. Shit. Yep. Yep. And that's what they that's what they hear now. They like they bitching because you can't finish. You can't wrap up. Stuff that you can't no. do where you do carpentry and finishing work, you can't even close stuff up because they ain't they can't even get it done. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's unfortunate, yeah, but I, man, but that's kinda where we at with it right now. Yeah, that's it. That's where we at. But I do want to get with you. I'm, uh, I know I got a, uh, I got some time with you. I want to get some more because I need me and another brother. I need to go over a few things with you so we okay. can get clarification on a few things. So I don't know what your okay. weekend, what your weekend schedule, what you're doing this weekend. But if possible, sometime tomorrow afternoon. That's up to you. When you know, I don't yeah. know your schedule. Yeah, you were supposed to call me like two months ago, dude. No, no, I was, but I've been backed up by, by far. And then you called me one day, man. I called, and then right in that, man, I, I, was, I was fell asleep. I was like, oh. I listened to it, finished it to the next day. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I fell yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's all good, though. Uh, give me a call tomorrow. I'll be free tomorrow anytime before 7. Because I'll be on the radio tomorrow all right. at 7. All right, that'll work. Okay. That'll work. Peace to the guy. Okay, God. All right. Peace to God. Peace. All right. Uh, make sure y'all tune in, man, tomorrow to the Entrepreneur Show. Saturday Vibe, Entrepreneur Segment, Episode 2. All right. We're going to be going in. If you got a business, you own your own business, you're an entrepreneur, all right? Um, or hell, if, you just, if you're creative and you're selling products, even if you still got a job, come on. Let's talk about your business. You know, I, I interview one person a week. Um, maybe two, depending on you know what you do. So I'd love to hear about your business. So with the community, all right, we'll, we'll keep spreading that love, and growing with each other, um, in that in that capacity, right? So we create the platform for y'all, and we just talk about it, get, get heard, right, to a broader audience. Um, and obviously, we'll be on on Sundays as always on the bottom line. 
Uh, you've been listening to Open Forum Friday with Jonah Bay. I'm your host, Joey Brownfield Bay, for the day. And um, I'll see y'all tomorrow. All right, stand on your square, man. Holler at me, make more commerce.com. If you need to holler at me, go to jonahbay.com, holler at the brother. And uh, here's to a speedy recovery to you, God. Peace. Let the band play. Uh, back at it again. Yeah, yeah. I told my niggas quit playing. Let's run up the end. Yeah, I hop in some back through the dash. I'm gone with the wind. Yeah, I'm rolling up blunt back to back in the big bag that beans. Yeah, money got me in the trends. I'm going in, pocket full of bitch of men. Everybody watching him, he ballin' again. Damn, God broke the rim. Better put that shit on film. Bitch, I got skills. Young nigga blessing on gym. Don't give a fuck how you feel. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Everybody cut so cut. Everybody on go mode. Whole gang on go go. Got aim like Rumbo. Yeah, big cave they jumbo. Them things on hunchos. At it again. Uh, my new bitch is 10 and she ain't got no friends But she pop a little pills And I crack all these pills so I cannot trip Codeine uh, what I sip, yup Ain't shit trying still keep that thing when I cut up on my hip yeah. I just did a case I got caught right around with them things in my whip yeah. uh, Nigga I was steeped up, yeah, plenty sticks, yup uh, They legit, but uh, you know how to act when they see us down Yeah, I'm rolling up, blow back to back in the big yeah. bang, 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 bang. Yeah.